It's Christmas, and the Dodgers got to unwrap the biggest Christmas present of all. Meanwhile, the Mariners were stuck with coal in their stockings once again. We'll talk a little bit about the Yoshinobu Yamamoto signing. We're going to keep it Christmas-themed. We're going to talk about some guys on the Mariners we think need to get some Christmas bonuses, and we'll end with a little talk about favorite Christmas movies, Christmas songs. Why not? Thank you for watching episode 46 of the Hit It Here podcast, part of the Believe Network. I'm here with Joe. Joe, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas on December 23rd. We are recording this. Shut up! <laughs> Pulling back the veil. Pulling back the no, curtain a little bit. Don't pull back the curtain. Dude. Why not? Come on, dude. Why not? It's Christmas. Oh, yeah. It's, sorry. It's Christmas. Snow's falling down. It's good. You know, we're good. I'm just upset that the Mariners don't really have any presents this year. They've just... I don't know if what we did wrong to be on the naughty list to receive the coal in our stocking, like you said, but we're just, we're sitting here waiting again. The Yamamoto sighting has happened. We're waiting for something else to happen in free agency. If now it's, well, we have to wait for Cody Bellinger to sign. I'm going to lose my mind. And if that's the nature of how the free agency mark, you know, the whole off season is just going to go I, again, I'm just, my, my hair it's gone. It's underneath a beanie right now. It's going to be gone because I'm just going to rip it all out. I'm tired of waiting. But obviously, you mentioned the Dodgers got to unwrap the biggest present of all. They got Otani. They got the second guy as well. Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Lay it down, dude. What's what's up with this contract? The Dodgers have spent over a billion dollars in free agency this offseason. Meanwhile, the Mariners are spent zero. Come backwards. Plain and simple. Huh? They've, I mean, they've, 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 made, they've, neg they've yeah. made negative money. Yeah. Or, no, they've made. They've spent. They've spent negative money. <laughs> yeah. They've. Well, I guess that would mean they've made money. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Money's the weird. Fact, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, the entire nation of Japan is a Dodgers fan now. Yes. The whole country. Like mm -hmm. the 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 Dodgers went out there and signed the probably two biggest free agents. I mean, you, you can argue Cody Bellinger was a bit bigger than you know than Yamamoto, just depending on how you view it. But mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is, these are the two biggest contracts that are going to be signed this year. And this was a twelve-year, three hundred twenty-five million-dollar deal, averaged out to I think like twenty-seven-ish a year, does, which yeah. is less AAV than we expected for Yamamoto, but more years. I didn't think he'd get twelve. I mean, that'll put him as a at a free as a free agent at age thirty-seven. So mm -hmm. basically his whole MLB career will be spent with the Dodgers. So yeah, it's interesting. It's a very interesting deal. I think that. It makes sense. I mean, you know, after they signed Otani, I feel like the writing was on the wall that Yamamoto was going to go there as well. And I think that 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 rotation is incredible. Now, like once Otani's back and they have Glass now, Yamamoto and Otani, like at the top of the rotation and possibly re-signing Clayton Kershaw. Mm -hmm. And then you have, you know, Bobby Miller or whoever else you want to throw there in that five spot. Best rotation in baseball if they're all healthy. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that they needed to... I think load up on is pitching. They've got the offensive star power. I feel like already in house, the pitching along with injuries has been a big problem for them, but getting Yamamoto trading for Tyler glass. Now, eventually when Otani's back to pitching, if he, you know, does come back to full strength, it's going to be a problem for any team going up against the Dodgers. And I, I want to say there's opt outs in Yamamoto's contract. I think yeah, is it after, after year six? six and year eight, year eight, right? Yeah. And so maybe maybe he won't be a Dodger for his entire career. Maybe he opts out after those six and then wants to cash in again at age 31. Maybe. But at this rate, dude, like, I don't see why he just wouldn't want to ride it out because you're going to have Otani there with you pretty much the entire time. You're going to have, I mean, it's, the Dodgers have definitely, I mean, I think it's been a long time coming, but they've taken over as the, the franchise of baseball. It's no longer the New York Yankees. The, 
they're playing second fiddle to the Dodgers now. And they're it's it's even international now. You're mentioning like the like Japan as a country is going to back the Dodgers for a long time. This is not just going to be like, oh, they're the length of their contracts. No, this is going to be like a generational thing. You know, there was I think a bit of generational love for the Mariners with Ichiro for a while. That is now the Dodgers without a doubt in my mind. And I mean, it's good for them. I think it's good for baseball in general that like it is this level of international stardom. It's it's frustrating that, you know, they get to have all the fun. And that's my my bitterness. And maybe that's why I'm on the naughty list. Maybe that's why the Mariners haven't received anything from Mr. Claus this year. Mm. But I don't know. It's one of those things. Also, it is very boom or bust. If they don't pan out and win a World Series, everyone's going to be pointing fingers. And what's the issue? What is the problem? A lot can go right, but I don't even say a lot can go wrong because I I don't really foresee it happening. Maybe it takes them a year to get, you know, all settled in, whatever. But this team is going to be a problem for a long time. And I think what's interesting is the Dodgers are the only team over the last decade that has made it to the playoffs every single year. They only won one World Series. Obviously, that was in the COVID year in 2020. Yeah. But they they were the only team in baseball to make it to the playoffs every single year for the last decade. And what do they do? They go out there and make their team even better. And that is the difference between teams like the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners didn't make the playoffs for 20 years. The Dodgers have done it every year for the last 10. And it's like, the Mariners make the playoffs, and they start cutting spending. They're like, mm-hmm. okay, whoa, whoa, whoa! We made the playoffs! Alright, pull it back a little bit. Yeah. And this is where I think that this whole... I, I Again, I hate bringing up this whole Root Sports, Regional Sports Network thing, because it's stupid. But this is just another excuse from the Mariners. Because this wasn't a problem in years past, yet they still didn't spend a ton of money. So, it's not like... All of a sudden, they're like, oh, no, gosh darn it. This is just this year's excuse as to why they're not spending money. And this is how you have an ownership group that cares, like the Dodgers, which obviously was not a thing until, like, I think it was Magic Johnson and whoever else it was that ended up buying the Dodgers back in, like, 2010 or something like that. I remember that deal. It was very, it was a very big deal when it happened. But after that, they started spending money like crazy because back then, the Dodgers were one of the worst teams in baseball for a few years. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't necessarily, they weren't the cream of the crop. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. And then they, you know, a new ownership group came in and then they've made the playoffs basically, not every year since, because it took a few years for them to get out of that rebuild, but now they've made it for 10 years straight and it feels like they're going to make it for another 10. With this team and, you know, the expanded playoffs, they should make it no matter what every single year. I I feel like it's almost a guarantee at this point. They will not miss the playoffs until 2101, the year 2101. Everyone will be dead. I'm just kidding. But... (laughs) Jesus, it's a little aggressive. No, yeah, you're right. Like they're they should be penciled in every year, barring injuries, barring some sort of change in the format. Every year they should be going to the playoffs. A World Series or bust, maybe not. You know, maybe some other super team is formed. However, it works, and we've seen super teams get formed in other sports, more singular player dominated sports like basketball as well. Also, not necessarily pan out. So a game like baseball, where it can be, you know so tricky how you navigate one guy trying to take over it might not pan out every single year and that's i don't know if we're they themselves are going to set the expectations too high you know but you're saying that the ownership group spending and whatever there is i think also a difference it's not a one-to-one comparison for the dodgers and the mariners by just the franchise themselves and like the pedigree and the market like the dot like it's los angeles it's the dodgers like everyone knows that they are in the S tier, tier one market for baseball. 
the Mariners are a step or two below them pretty easily. And in terms of in terms of attendance and just overall just profitability, yeah, profitability, the Dodgers are leagues and bounds, I think, ahead of the Seattle Mariners. But if we were to say take those percentages of like how much the Dodgers had in attendance and had like in terms of profit compared to their spending. And then how much the Mariners had, like, obviously the conversation there is the Dodgers spent a billion, the Mariners have spent zero. And that's mm-hmm. where the problem lies, is that they're not mm-hmm. spending anything. Yeah, I yeah, the Mariners could not have gone out there and made these same moves. It wouldn't have been possible, and honestly, it wouldn't have been smart for this team. Yeah. The Dodgers, those are like their finishing touches, you know what I mean? There are still some pieces they could add here or there. The Mariners are a lot further away than that. Yes. They need four bats, at least. And, you know, their pitching is great, but could be better. In some aspects, such as like the bullpen, in my opinion, I still think the bullpen needs help, but that's just me. And yeah, it's not a one-to-one, like you said. It's it's the fact that the Mariners are spending nothing, and it's the fact that the whole sport is going through this regional sports network problem right now. Obviously, Bali Sports, you know, went bankrupt or what have you, the Diamond Sports Group. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Mariners owning Root Sports should not stop them from doing this. And it's like the, the, the whole sport is going through all this. Why are the Mariners the ones crying poor? And don't get me wrong. Other teams are going to cry poor as well. There are plenty of other teams that have not. I think there's like five or six other teams that haven't spent any money this offseason in terms of free agency. Yeah. But it's just, it's so frustrating to see teams go out there and they, they can win and they're already winning and they go and add. And then a team like the Mariners where the fans have been so hungry for two decades and they finally win and then they go out there and they don't do jack. It is so frustrating to watch. But that leaves me with the question, Joe. If the Mariners could have one present under their tree this offseason, who would it be? Of the remaining pick, right? Because I don't think we can go and steal anybody else's present that they've already received. You know what I mean? Right. That's and not... I think we, could, we should also talk trades here as well. Oh, okay. Not just, not just free agents. Trades. I think an easy cop-out answer would be a new owner. I, I might pick a new un, a new owner underneath the tree so, okay, to yeah, allow true. maybe some some fresh eyes on the on the scene of just the whole operation of the Mariners. But I think I even with the money involved, I probably am just going to go Cody Bellinger. I think mm-hmm. his fit for this team does make a lot of sense. He can go play the outfield. He'll play first base. He's a left handed bat that I think will translate. There is obviously the worry about regression. And as far as a present goes, I'm not really worried about it at that point because it's a present. I'm not paying for it, right? I'm not paying for it. It's a present underneath the tree. Go get Cody Bellinger, wrap him up, put a little bow on his head, call it a day. Is that weird? A little bit. Okay. What about you? What what present would you would you go I'm just, after? I'm picturing Cody Bellinger. He's like with a bow on his head. He's like, I think I it, know, yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it I think it looked good. My present would be one of the Reds infielders not named Jonathan India. Okay. Just that trade. That trade I think would just hit, you know. Let it be Spencer Sear, Matt McLean, what have you. I don't care. One of them. Yeah. Take your pick. Whatever one Bryce Miller will get you. Okay. Whatever one or Bob or Bobby Miller, Jesus. Brian Wu. Mm-hmm. Whatever one one of those two will get you. I don't I don't care. Um, I think Steer or, probably makes the most sense because he can I also agree. play the outfield. But mm-hmm. yeah, ahead. I think yeah. So I don't I don't know if the fit is there at this point with the Mariners because who the hell knows what they're gonna do. I don't talking about this team sucks right now, man. It just sucks the life out of you. Um, it's not fun. <laughs> the uh, Randy Rosarena, maybe I don't care. No, I like think, I think that ship has sailed. I'm more with you think on though? the. I'm more with you on the idea of the young controllable thing, like player because then it allows more openings 
in mm-hmm. future free agent classes or trade avenues, what have you, because you're not going to be handicapped by having $9 million to Rosarena on your payroll. God forbid, oh, right? Man. God forbid. It's just, I think, unfortunately for us, the Reds might just be asking for too much or they'd be looking for a higher-end guy. And that then maybe is like you're looking at Logan Gilbert, but like what package are you going to get back for Gilbert from the Reds? And if it's worth it at that point, I know people are really interested in bringing Noel V. Marte back. Like steer Marte and like one other guy that's like lower end. Is that enough for Gilbert? I don't know. It probably could be. The Reds would say no. But but again, then the Reds would say no because that's too much to give up. And just, I think as far as picking presents, a trade, it's it's one of the harder avenues to go for. And I, I commend you for, you know, being willing to stick your nose out there and see if there's anything available. I picked I picked the easiest one out of the bunch. I said PS5 at the top of my list, call it a day, <laughs> send, right? Like I, you, you went like signed vinyl record from Bob Marley circa 1974. Like you went deep. That would probably cost a lot, right? This is a really good transition, ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that Bob Marley vinyl would probably cost a lot, Joe. It could. But you know what? The Mariners deserve a raise, right? Some of them some do. Of them, some of them do on the Mariners. But hey, before we talk about that, subscribe. Do it now. Thanks. Um, so aggressive. Anyway, some of the Mariners players deserve a bonus for Christmas this year. And we're going to hand one out here. We're both going to pick a player. Joe, who are you giving a bonus to? I, 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 hey, hey, now. I understand that you were leading the segment there. But I picked my present first. I think it's only Your fair. Sucked. Why did it suck? You were just like, oh, any mini Bellinger. All right. You didn't even try. I what do you mean I didn't try? Of you course didn't I tried. even try. Of course I tried. I also I'm giving, I gave I picked up. I picked Stop two talking. presents. I picked two presents. I so picked the I. owner suit. What do you mean? I said or Randy Rosarena. Yours is a cop out. Oh, my, my player God. that's getting a Christmas bonus here is Cal Raleigh. Because I think a Christmas bonus coming from the top down. It would help mend the relationship a little bit more. And even if there isn't some heartache there from Raleigh on his end about how he was maybe treated or asked to apologize or what have you with all the whole comments at the end of the year, whether or not there's any truth to that. I think a Christmas bonus ending up on Cal Raleigh's doorstep would be a very nice way to say, hey, thank you for all that you did this past year. You know, top five catcher in baseball easily. Improved offensively, improved defensively, went out there, gave his blood, sweat, and tears to the team when we needed him most because Tom Murphy was unavailable and we're not going to run out Brian O'Keefe nor Luis Torrens. Cal Raleigh's my pick. Don't worry. We have, we have Sebi Zavala now. Oh okay. boy. Yay. <laughs> how much you giving Cal? Like what, 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 how much, how much money you giving him in his bonus? You know what I mean? Like who was, was he making league minimum last year? Let's say it doesn't affect payroll. <laughs> oh, he said it's not affecting payroll. So I can go outside the reins of the 25 million potentially. She's, I mean, sure. How much do you think Cal was worth last year? On top of his, I mean, I'm giving him like 10 mil pretty, yeah. pretty soundly. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably more than that. Probably like 15, 20, but knowing the mayor's ownership, 10. $5. Here's a coupon for a nice haircut. Here's a coupon for the Hatback Bar and Grill, which we own. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like that was another pretty easy answer, but it's fine. You know, it's it's nice to know that you're not trying this Christmas. Um, so so I'm gonna give mine to Matt Brash. All right, I'm gonna give Matt Brash a nice, cool, like seven million dollar check in the mail. Okay. Because most most uh, games pitched by a reliever, Matt Brash had the most appearances in all of baseball. And you know what? At the start of the year, I was ranking on him. I was. Because at the start of the year, he sucked. He wasn't good. And simple. 
He was walking everybody. He was giving up runs left and right. He was put in a bad situations. He was the fireman trying to put out the fire, and his hose just wasn't work. His hose wasn't working. Yeah, I think that's, um, that's a that's a sound metaphor. Yeah, and but he came through. He pulled through and became the probably the most valuable reliever I think on the team. I mean, obviously you could argue Paul Seawald at the time, then he got traded. Andres Munoz, um, Topa, and Spire were both big surprises. But yeah. I think Brash in the end when it's all said and done was the most valuable i think that he deserved a race again from making the league minimum and i mean i could see him being worth seven to ten million dollars right now and i think that it's nice the mariners don't have to pay him that much i mean the mariners really aren't spending much money in their bullpen at all no i think that i mean i'm not gonna do the math but i think that i'm trying to think of anybody in that bullpen that's making over league minimum right now andres munoz because he has that well right because yeah, that extension yeah yeah but it's like he might be the only one that's making more than like a million dollars a year. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's pretty good if you're the Mariners looking yeah. at that bullpen. I mean, you but, looked at like what Reynaldo Lopez got ten million a year. I'd right. rather have Matt Brash than Reynaldo Lopez personally. Yeah. Right. Probably. Like, I mean, it's it's probably close, but I would probably pick Brash over Reynaldo Lopez, and you know, getting ten million a year. That's probably where your evaluation's probably pretty accurate. Would you rather have Matt Brash on his current contract or Josh Hader on whatever he's going to get? Matt Brash on his current contract. Mm-hmm. I, yep. With how the Mariners operate, that's a big issue. If we're the Dodgers, go get Josh Hader. I don't care. I mean, they're already in talks to go trade for Emmanuel Classe, potentially. Bowden was reporting. Or maybe that's just, you know, him talking. But regardless. That's all this offseason is. There, just a bunch, of, just a bunch of yapping. Yappers, yapping. Yappers yap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that Matt Brash, Cal Raleigh, those are both solid picks, in my opinion. Like, I think guys that... Not necessarily unsung heroes, but like guys that played above how much they were getting paid. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. So more on this here Christmas podcast. Let's talk a little bit about Christmas movies. Your favorite Christmas movie. Mine is Elf. I'm shocked that it's Elf. It's a family tradition. We watch it every single Christmas. But if I have to go top three Christmas movies, all right, it's going to be pretty basic. I mean, Elf is number one. And then I probably go with Jim Carrey's Grinch. Okay. And then... I'd probably go with the Claymation Rudolph. I really like that movie. Like the OG, like older ones? The OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Is that the one with the, like, the Abominable Snowman one? Is that, that I believe part so. of that one? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chris Kringle. I mean, that's, those are solid picks. My, I, before I go into mine, do you know about the, how polarizing Jim Carrey's The Grinch was when it first came out or, like, in or around that time? Was it? Why? So people didn't like it. People thought it was like very like slanderous to like Christmassy tradition, but whatever, because it's so different and it's so, I think, against the grain for what Christmas and like traditions and themes and stuff like that are for. And what maybe the original the the Grinch, obviously, you know, it's Doctor Seuss, it's a cartoon, but the more adult kind of themes in it, it was a. I don't want to say big problem, but a lot of people didn't like it when it first came out. If you are watching this right now and you're one of those people that like said that Jim Carrey's The Grinch was bad for for Christmas, you're stupid. Thank you. Thank you. Max. Yeah, no, it's Max. yeah. I if I had to go into mine, I think Home Alone's number one. Mm. I would also go The Grinch, and I have to say Elf. Like as far as growing up, like. I think those are the ones that I watched the most. Home Alone's just still been a top one for me. I love John Hughes as a director. 80s into, the, obviously, Home Alone's in the 90s. But, yeah, can't go wrong with Kevin. Like, just chef's kiss. I don't have a tradition like you watching with my, my family. But, yeah, I would go Home Alone. 
that's fair. Home Alone's a good one. Uh, Christmas Vacation is another good one. Yeah, my dad uh, likes that one quite a bit. You know, there's a newer one. Um, what's it called? Not not Christmas Vacation. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say like they do. No, there's um. Oh my god, I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, The Christmas Chronicles. Solid movie. I don't even know what that is. You should watch it. It's on Netflix. Okay. You and your girlfriend. Joe has a girlfriend. Guys. I have a girlfriend. I think that you guys. Will, I think you'd like it. There's two. There's two of them, and I think it's. Oh God, who plays Santa? Someone like pretty big. Kurt Russell, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Pretty solid. I feel like I've seen a commercial with him as Santa recently. Maybe I think that's you're wrong. Thinking of the John Travolta one. I am thinking of the John Travolta one. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Very different people, but um, close enough. Before... All right, Christmas songs. Mm-mm. Oh, sorry. I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. You're no. so dumb, dude. You're so dumb. Not a Christmas movie. It a is. Hot dog is not a sandwich. Have a good day. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It takes therefore, place on Christmas. Every, therefore, every single Harry Potter movie is a Christmas movie. That's fine. I associate nope. it more with Christmas than I associate it with summer. I associate it with fall. So, I mean, Harry Potter, the issue there is that it takes place over the entire For year. For a whole year. Yeah. Die Hard's one night. It's Christmas. It's literally Christmas. Not a Christmas. If, J- have, if John McClane right. is wearing a Santa hat while crawling through the vents, and when he says, let's get together, have a few drinks, is it a Christmas movie for you then? I prefer Matt McClane. Okay. From the Reds getting traded. <laughs> I think Die Hard's a Christmas movie, and that's okay that you disagree. Let us know in the comments down below. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And I'll be sure to know how many of you are wrong. I think, I don't know what the popular opinion is these days. I think people will say no, though. Oh, you do? I think people will say yes. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Mm. Set in your ways. So, for Christmas songs, this is one that I feel like I'm pretty I'm pretty new age with. I think yeah. it's similar to movies. Uh, my number one is one that I actually kind of discovered. Maybe not new age. I don't know. It's just not the traditional like Dean Martin, whatever, Frank Sinatra Christmas songs. Little Saint Nick by the Beach Boys. Yeah. Absolutely bangs. I love that song. I love the Beach Boys so much. Uh, number two is Last Christmas by Wham. Mm-hmm. I think that one, I can just jam out to that one. And then my third is probably Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. Yes, dude. It's so it's good. It's so good. Honorable it is mention, so good. Snowman by Sia. I don't I know. know. If I've heard oh, dude. It's so good. So, so good. So my, I'm a bit more traditional. Um, I like my number one is probably Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brandon Lee. Okay. It's a good one. Gosh, this is tough. I do really like the Ariana Grande song, but I'm not going to say it because you already said it. Yeah. There's a, there's a Miley Cyrus one that's pretty good too. Um, I'm not sure about that one. I can't think of it. Let me, let me, let me pull up some Christmas songs here. I was just listening to some on the way to get my hair cut today. And now Let It Snow by Dean Martin. Yeah. I mean, that's Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah. That's my number two. Jingle Bell Rock for sure. Okay. And then I'm going to go with, I don't know. Where are you, Christmas? <laughs> Why can't I find wow. this you? This is beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say um, all I want for Christmas because it's just the most popular. Yeah, I mean, it's good, though. Like, I'm going with Santa Tell Me. No, go for it, dude. Santa Tell Me. It's, it's right there. Have you What's listened the to the dirty? Oh, okay. The dirty version? There's a dirty version. <laughs> There's a naughty list version. By by Ariana Grande? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm listening to it immediately after okay. this podcast. Fantastic. The worst Christmas song? I have two. Like, Little Drummer Boy is kind of weak, kind of mid. Yeah. And then, 
I Santa Baby just makes me uncomfortable. Santa Baby. It's not like the worst. It just makes me uncomfortable, like playing it in my place of work, my business, my my store, and it's just like weird, like vibes being played. Both of those are incorrect. Okay. The worst one is Hippopotamus for Christmas. Want a hippopotamus? That song is for so Christmas. annoying. Yeah. Or, or two front teeth. So, okay. I think both of yours stem from a similar place. They do. Yeah. They're annoying. They're, they're annoying, yes. <laughs> well, let us know in the comments down below what your favorite Christmas songs are. And Merry Christmas to you guys. Thank you guys for all the love this year. Um, you know, it's been it's been a pretty fun little season, even though the marriage haven't done anything over this uh, holiday season. So we'll be back again coming up next week as well with, you know, New Year's and whatnot and going hard on it in 2024. We appreciate you guys watching episode 46 of the Hit It Here podcast and go Mariners.